The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Before this episode of the Reckless Roller starts, I'd like to take a minute to shed a light on Black Lives Matter and the protests going on worldwide right now. Um, I'd like to ask everyone to please go to blacklivesmatter.card.co. That's card with two R's. Um, over there, there are a lot of resources, um, tips for protesters, uh, places that you can text or call to um, give your thoughts to government officials on this, uh, places to donate, petitions to sign. And I ask that um, anyone who is capable of donating or doing any of that does that. Uh, this is a very, very important fight that needs as much support as it possibly can. Uh, I don't want to take any more of your time before the episode starts, so I hope you all enjoy the episode, uh, and thank you for listening. Hello everyone, welcome to the Reckless Rollers. I am Scott, I'm the GM for this campaign. Uh, And joining us is... Well, we have... There's me. Yeah. Myers, and I play as Paxton. I'm Uncle, and I play as Old Man Wannabe. We currently do not have Steph, but that's fine because these are going to be gym battle episodes. Uh, speaking of gym battle episodes, we have a guest here with us. Uh, go on ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, I am uh, Douglas or Doug, whatever. Uh, I'm Steph's friend and I'm in the campaign, I guess. <laughs> oh, and also my character is Ted. Ted. I'm going to beat the gym later here, yeah. Yeah. Alright, uh, and what happened last time is you guys finally made it to Mahogany Town, but you haven't actually seen the outside of Mahogany Town, because you found a secret entrance into the rocket hideout through Mount Mortar, and wound up going through that way after, uh, after Katri and Wannabe both got very injured because they just couldn't leave Pokemon alone. Hey, <laughs> I, I, in my defense, I was fighting to protect them, and Pikachu was just like, let's catch. Yeah, you punched a rock, the rock punched back. Yeah. The bow just did not punch. It was not a fair fight. It doesn't have arms. <laughs> it can't punch. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, Katri tried to catch a Magnemite that short-circuited pokeball that she was trying to use to catch it with and it just ran away <laughs> and uh oh also bob ross smeargle was yeah I in the daycare class yes uh the for uh future reference each of the the daycare slash hotel areas have a move tutor which is a Smeargle with a Bob Ross afro. Oh my god, yes. 
which which one's this one touch teaching? Uh, mm. any tutor moves that are available, but you can only learn uh up to three tutor moves or TMs for your Pokemon. Oh, like man. each Pokemon can only learn one uh up to three tutor moves or TMs. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. Another feature of the daycare that I never mentioned really is if you leave a Pokemon there, you can pick it up at any town and it'll gain one level, uh, basically whenever you get to another town or like meaningful location. Oh, that reminds me, I should get the go to Pokemart. To pick up another one of those mom gifts. Yeah, you should. Uh, but we'll go on ahead and start with the two of you waking up and leaving your hotel rooms to do some training. Okay. All right. Time to get some if, experience. And if during this training little session you're you want to scout out the area, you're welcome to. But basically what training is each day a trainer can also apply experience training to a number of pokemon equal to their command rank a pokemon may have experience training applied to them only once per day pokemon that have experience training applied to them gain experience equal to half their own level plus a bonus based on their trainer's command rank uh if you have pathetic it's a zero novice or adept it's a five expert or master it's a ten Virtuoso, it's a 15. So, because we've essentially... Uh, we've essentially forgotten that this was a thing. You, uh, uh, what are each of your command ranks? I think Paxson actually has something more than one or two. Yeah. I have untrained. You have untrained, so that's uh, two? Okay. I think. It should say 2d6 or something like that. Yeah, yeah that's 2d6. Yeah. Uh, so that's a 2. Paxson's is... Uh, do, 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 do. Trying to find it. So want to be trained two Pokemon in this. Oh yeah, Inspired. Inspired training. Oh, uh, that's more like in battle type stuff. Inspired mm. training. Texan's mm. command rank is I I want to say it's a three. Oh, my command rank is yeah, it's a three. All right, so Paxson can uh, train three Pokemon in this, and uh, because we have forgotten about the whole training feature in this, I'm going to ignore the half a level experience specifically and depending on the pokemon that you're training they'll gain either one or two levels if it's one of your level one pokemon they'll probably gain four mm. but pax and you choose three pokemon that are going to be uh trained in this uh and they will be the ones that you uh have in your party for this so keep that in mind same with All you, right. Wannabe. You choose two. Okay. Well, 
I guess we're going to change my two weakest members then. That would be Bort and Giraffic. All right. And they've actually seen some battles in this, so uh, Giraffic is actually going to gain. I want to say because you had Giraffic out for one fight in the last uh, in the Mount Mortar area, right? Yep. Giraffic's. Giraffric is actually going to gain five levels. Oh, baby! And since you used Bort a good amount in Mount Mortar, uh, let's see, you used Bort in three different fights, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, I've used him in the the lower, lower, the Meowth, the Gibborn. Remember the last one? The Zubat. Oh yeah. So, because of that, Bort is going to gain one level per fight and an additional level for the training. So, four levels, okay. And because you also had uh, Daisy, your stuffle, uh, in the Onyx fight, Daisy's going to gain one level. Oh, finally, finally, praise the Lord. It's finally here, guys. A fighting has... type move? Cheech, I'm trying to what it's called. She finally knows Brutal Swing. Oh, that's a dark type move. It's still a good move. I've yeah. had Tackle for so long. I think she also had, uh, I thought she also had another move. I couldn't remember. Mm. But yeah, those are the Pokemon that you have uh, levels for. What level is Bored at now? We'll be level 12 now. A level 12? Alright. Really? I thought I thought Bort was at level... Oh, right. Uh... Yeah, I think Bort's actually going to be at level... 13. Okay. So, let's see. What moves would Bort learn around? Uh, by the way, Bort is your Froakie. Giraffrig is your Giraffrig. Daisy is your Stuffle. And with that, uh, Paxson, what Pokemon are you training? Alright. I think for this adventure, I'm going to go a little experimental. And I'm going to bring out some old story characters. So we're going to have Elijah, Ellie, and Sadie join along for this battle. Alright. So, Sadie is level... 14 at the moment. 14 at the moment. She'll, uh, you'll level her up to 16. Elijah will gain two levels as well. Ellie will gain... I think Ellie was out there in the campsite, so she'll also gain two. So each of them are going to gain two levels. And you also had your Shroomish out for a good number of fights, so Shroomish is going to gain three levels. Ooh, 15 Shroomy. And during the training, you also find the location of the gym. 
which is this it's the uh basically just below the inn which the inn took place of that seedy little shop that was the uh, uh front for the team rocket hideout 30 years ago the pokemon is now the pokemon and pokemon center so it's in the same area as that and the gym is also in the same area as it was when price ran it okay uh the the area uh, mahogany town hasn't really changed all too much it's been basically a uh small town Oh. And it is snowing as, as you walk out of the inn. All of that said, uh, what do you do to train your Pokemon? This is all just like flavor, so. Well, what, what Wombie's going to do is he's going to, uh, I guess he focused more on, the, on each of their Pokemon's strengths. Like for Bort, his... For Bort and Giraffic, their speed, while for Stuffle, helping boost up their physical strength. Alright, and I feel like you're trying to teach Stuffle how to actually use Brutal Swing. Yeah. So you see, you see this cheek, I need you to smack it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, th I think at one point, she just grabs Bort and starts swinging him around. <laughs> oh, Bort, don't, don't put Bort down! But, uh... You do, uh, you do wind up getting them all trained. Uh, what are the other Pokemon that you're gonna have in your party for this? Hmm. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have Peach. Okay. <laughs> Dwayne. Okay. Dwayne, the female Togepi. Fuck. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> How about Dwayne Dillon? I mean, if you want to go with Dwayne Dillon, that's fine, but it's going to be Dwayne for short. <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to have Vulpix, Herb, and Issa. Okay. I had to try. I got a name Vulpix. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh wait. So, like, the, are, are we saying we're picking the three Pokemon for the gym? No, no. Your team for the day, basically. Oh. Your team of six for the day. Okay, so I pick Giraffe Rig, Giraffe Rig, uh, Fort, and Stuffle. No, Daisy, Daisy. Then I'm going to pick Jovi because it's my starter. As always. Yeah. Dwayne. And the Gibble. Okay. So the Gibble, it's... As soon as you let the Gibble out, it jumps up and basically clamps down on your hand. But it, it's not causing any harm. It's basically just... Just, like, just... there. <laughs> okay, just like... We'll just say one people just like, oh, that was just instinct of him just screaming in pain. Oh, okay, never, never mind. Um, oh, uh... And as you two are heading to the Pokemon Center to heal up your Pokemon and 
uh, buy some items. You notice a man wearing a cape with spiky red hair standing at the entrance of the Pokemon. Uh, the spiky red hair has some twinges of gray in it, and this man looks like he is very, very tired and experienced. Uh, and he walks directly up to the two of you and says, So you're the trainers that have been going with her. Do I know who this is, seeing how out old I am? Roll general education. Oh, God, no. Oh, God. I know who this is. Mars like knows who this is. Does Paxson know who this is? Roll general education. <laughs> All right, let's see here. What's my general ed? It's, it's pretty good, a three. Uh, but the rolls are not. We have an eight. An eight? What did you roll want to be? My rolls are a seven for 2d6. I had nat six and then two nat ones. Oof. So... The two of you know who this is. You know he was a uh, an elite four member, and that... he took the he took the place of Red as the champion while Red decided to go train on Mount Silver, and then for a while he took the place as champion for Gold when Gold just suddenly disappeared. Oh, I'm just like, want be just like. How do I respond to the champion? This is Lance, former champion of the Elite Four. And based on the fact that the first thing he said was, so you're the ones traveling around with her. Someone who knows Katri. Oh, oh, hell, he doesn't he doesn't look upset or anything like that. He's just kind of amused. At the fact that his uh, his surrogate daughter has an old man as a traveling companion and someone cosplaying as a Mimikyu. <laughs> I just like my hoodie. Oh, uh, hello there. Um, I'm on Swarm. Yeah, I'm a Pokemon field researcher. Oh, nice nice to meet you. I'm I'm Lance. I'm sure you've heard of me. And Paxson, he looks down at the Charmander that's just waddling at your side. He says, "Have you caught that yet?" Uh, I, I, no, no, I haven't yet. He hands you a strange-looking Pokéball. It is Red on the bottom and white on the top with mm -hmm. an arrow point uh, with an arrow on the the white section that points upwards. If you want to roll a tech education to find out what this is, you can, uh, but he is offering it to you to capture the Charmander. All right, we are rolling. We got a 19. This is a Power Ball. Power. Any Pokemon that you use to catch 
any Pokemon that you catch this part uh, with this particular Pokeball gains three levels. What the? Oh fuck? my god! <laughs> How is this not on the market? It can only be used once. So if you like release a Pokemon and try and catch it again with that, it won't work. But uh, it... a Pokemon just goes inside there, and then a bunch of needles fill them with steroids. I mean, either that or it's like the uh, the the training chamber in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> they get their own hyperbolic time chamber. Yeah. So he hands he hands that to you and says. A gift. Use this to make that a little stronger. You might need it for the gym. Oh, oh th thank you, thank you, sir. And as for you, he looks over at Wannabe. He uh, opens up his cape and two cases for your Pokeballs. They both look the same. One of them it has chains in a crisscross pattern on them. And the other one does as well. He says, these are lock cases. If you find any Pokemon that are highly dangerous in your travels, put this on one of your Pokeballs. It'll make it easier to catch and it won't ever be able to escape as long as that case is on it. Hmm. We're the more, by danger, me more uh, unstable mentally or physically. I'm one of those. Uh, I'll leave that up to you. Okay, I'm one of those channel fellas, you know, about end. Yes, I've heard of people like that. Uh, make sure you don't use powers like that in the gym. I, I don't. I don't. I keep very square. Good. Good. Now, I believe you two have a uh, have a gym to start getting ready for. I'll leave you to it. I'll be watching. All right. How do you know, <gasps> how do you know Catchy was here? I have my ways. Yeah, you have, you have an extra chance. I'm sure you have your informats. informats. And he walks towards the gym. There's a sign by the gym. If you want to read it. Okay, I'll read it. Uh, it says, Mahogany City Gym. Gym Leader Ted. Douglas, what snippet would it have to like describe anything about the gym? Or the gym leader? Uh, uh, the Serene Garden. So there you go. There's your hint. Oh boy. Wait, but let me just look at my team one more time. <laughs> Are we going to have a last Serene Grace among us? So. I got a water type. I got an electric type. Oh god. I got you have two. a water and flying type, so. That is true. Oh god. <laughs> but I have two ground types. You'll be fine. I know. I'm just, I'm just joking around. I was like, uh, so you go into the Pokemon Center. There's another guy just looking boredly, uh, uh, hanging on at the desk. Okay, well, I go in there just like 
go to the storefront. Uh, excuse me. And there's a man with a very tired, kind of grumpy look on his face. He's got a he's got a mustache, and on his name tag it says Carl, and written in like Sharpie at the end of Carl is an O and an S. And he says, "Yeah, what do you want?" <laughs> well, I was. Do you know any anyone here that sells any anything to protect someone, like maybe a weapon of th- of sorts? That's aisle fourteen. <laughs> okay, yeah, just just pick yourself up a weapon. No I'm big deal. I'm gonna look for a bola. Bola? Ah, uh, yeah, those are locked. I'll have to I'll have to unlock them. He okay. he heads over there and. Unlocks the uh, case with some of the weapons. Was there anything else you wanted before I take this out? Uh, what will Paxton want? You can ask him. Hello, hey, I'm here. here. Oh, well, I'm, hey, Paxton, you want you want to protect yourself? You're preventing dangerous people a whole lot. I'm thinking catch one like this boat up, but what about you? Hmm. Uh, do they have any shields? Having shields. Let's see. Wait, wait, wait. I packed it. I have a brilliant idea. Hmm. Is there any way that if you we do buy a shield, you can maybe give it like a, st- a static charge, maybe from Isa, like like a little shock. Huh. And I, I can have Isa electrocute it. Maybe like you know, like where a taser is, right? You want me Maybe. to make a taser out of a shield? No, no, make a shield that has a taser feature where someone hits it. <laughs> so, uh, Carlos says, yeah, we don't have any shields. Uh, so here's, here's what we have. We have slingshots. We got baseball bat, steel toe boots. And we have, we have a sword, but I don't know if you want it. Hmm. Isa eagerly reaches for the sword. And there's also, there's also a whip. I don't know. Any of that sound good? I think Isa. I got my fist. I think Isa's really wanting the big sword and is like trying really hard to reach for it. Even though Paxson isn't very sure he can even hold the thing. Alright. So. Mm, uh, Issa, are you sure about that? Big B! Um. Uh, Alright, I, I, well, I guess we'll try it. We'll, we'll take the sword. Alright, so you, uh. You grab onto the sword. It's just a regular, like, it's not a great sword or anything. It's a long sword, but it still feels a little heavy in your hand. Yeah, I'm still having trouble lifting it. It it looks, actually, roll, uh, roll Pokemon Education. 
Ooh, okay. Uh, what's my pokey issue? Two. Um, alright. We have an eight. It looks vaguely similar to a hone edge, but the eye is plastic. <laughs> and and uh, Carlos just holds out the uh, the bola, which it's kind of attached to. It, it, it's like attached to a bow. And says, it's part of the bow. Does okay. that work for you? Yeah, it does. Pick it All right. Oh. Anything else? Oh, that'd be all. Thank you. All right. And he takes those over to the counter. And at the counter, it's still that bored-looking man holding a very similar looking box to the one that uh, Paxton got in a critique. And he looks at you and says, you a kid? Oh wait, who is this? It's the, the package guy. Well, we're a little, we're a little older than a kid. Ah, but... uh, here, t just take it. And he hands you the same box that you got in a critique. If you open it, it's got the same stuff in it. Uh, the same little metal ball. And the metal ball just... shoots straight towards the Meltan one that you have. And it gets absorbed into it. Oh, dang. Oh, yeah, we got and you, Captain. And he says, Well, that's weird. Alright, later, kid. <laughs> he doesn't question anything. He's just here to do his job. And he just walks out. And as soon as he's out the door, he's gone. Oh. Mm. Well, it was nice talking to you. Your Meltan went from level 1 to level 10. Oh my god. I swear whoever that whoever that man is has to be some sort of AI. Nothing does fantasies like that. Or a ghost. We've met ghosts before. <laughs> was there anything else he needed to do before you go into the gym? Yeah, that'd be it uh, for me. Let me check my items real quick. Just so you know, uh, there are... Uh, the main rule for the gym is no healing items. And... I think that's the main one that you know for all of the gyms in general. Mm-hmm. I have my own rules because I'm special quirky psychic man. I can't use my powers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, in League-affiliated battles, you, you're not able to fight alongside your Pokemon. And in gyms, you don't get to use potions. Mm -hmm. Or revives. Okay. I mean, yeah. if you have berries to give them, you can, but that's about it. Hmm, are there any berries we can buy here? You have some berries. You each should have at least three orange berries. Uh, one of you should have two citrus. 
And I think I'll give I'll give a special berry to the three that I plan on using. Alright, so you give the orange berry to the three Pokemon that you're probably going to wind up using. Alright. I'm going to give Bort a citrus berry. Okay. Uh Jovi and Orin. And another Orin for I'll give another Orin for Jurafric. Okay. And with that, you head into the gym, right? Yeah, yes. boy, I'm so nervous. This is only my second gym, and the ch- the champion's gonna be watching us. What if I lose? As you enter the gym, there's a man with a very firm jaw just sitting at a desk saying, All right, you here for the gym? Yeah, yeah we are. Who's going first? Hey, Baxter. Yeah? Since you're so nervous, I'll go first so you can see what the gym's like. Okay, thank you. No problem. I'll go first, sir. Alright, follow me. And he gets up. He... He's about the same... Well, he's, uh, he's taller than Wannabe. I think Wannabe's actually fairly short. Mm. Uh, and... He's just very lanky with a chin that just juts out. Oh my god. And he he leads you through a set of double doors, pushes it open, and Douglas, describe how the interior of your gym looks. Uh I want I'm not sure if I would say there's even an interior. It's all outdoors. It's all like sort of, uh, it's sort of like a little foresty area, you know, with a bunch of pine trees. All right. So he opens the door and it looks like it's the exit door, mm-hmm. basically. And he says, uh, all right, just go right through. Oh, that was a cluster, but okay. He was kind of surprised <laughs> by how much it looked from, from, he remembers when he used to be in ice gym and they're just thinking like this, he was kind of like, they're taking it back, but okay. So there's no roof. The sun is... It's still rising because it's fairly early in the morning. And surrounding this battlefield is a bunch of trees. And the only reason you can tell that it's not outside, like outside the gym, is there's... uh, there's a row of bleachers just right, uh, just a couple feet away from the battlefield, and there's a couple people there. But on the other end of the battlefield, Douglas, go on ahead and describe Ted. He's kind of, uh, I would say, like a middle-aged-looking man with a uh, with a long, with sort of like uh, with brown hair, like fra- sort of frazzy hair and a long beard. Uh, kind of, uh, I would say, I don't know, like five eight, sort of. Uh, and he's kind of, and he's dressed in a way where it's like, uh, I wouldn't say he's kind of like in very craggy clothes. It feels like his clothes haven't been washed in like a few days. So kind of lumberjack looking. Sort of, yeah. All right. He looks like he's been camping for a while. 
Oh, my. And, uh, yeah, I'll let you take over your uh, introduction if you want. Uh, so, uh, so I'm like, uh, so everyone's here? Uh, wannabe's there. Uh, the attendant at the desk has led Paxson over to the bleachers, where Lance um. is already waiting. There's a couple other people, but there's only one other noteworthy person, and that's just because you see her there all the time. You see a uh, an older tan woman, long dark hair, bundled up in a ponytail, with streaks of gray going down it. You know her as Letitia. Ah, alright. And she's just wearing casual clothing, watching excitedly. Hmm. Well, we got bit, we got we got kind of impressive feet. Cup, blah, shot from that. <laughs> we got impressive hmm. people here. They wash our fight. You better not disappoint them. I'm sitting right next to the champion. Lance is holding popcorn and just offers some to you, Paxson. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take some. He says, it's going to be a good show. Just, <laughs> just know that, just know that what he uses might not be what you, you wind up seeing when you fight him. I hope he does well. Uh, can, can Issa roll a stealth check to see if she can steal some of the popcorn? Yes. <laughs> Let's see here. Well, let's see the stealth. 3d6. 3d6 plus 1. That's a 16. Issa sneaks around Lance's shoulder to get some popcorn just to realize that Lance has already put popcorn in Issa's hands. Whoa. That's like Champion. some magic there. Anyway, uh, Ted and Wannabe go on ahead and continue. <laughs> All right, so I'm uh, with Wabi now. Yeah. Yes. All right, I'm a, I'm gonna give a big wave hello and say, oh hello there. Oh, sorry, I haven't done, <laughs> I haven't prepared a voice or anything. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, uh, hello there. Hello. He's doing a big wave. His whole arms shaking up in the air. <laughs> One baby turns like a little two, a two finger salute. Hey there, pop. Hey, there, Sonny. How's it going, old-timer? I'm uh, doing all right. Got hit by a couple of rocks last night, but I'm, I'm alive and kicking. Uh, ever alive and kicking have come to the right place. This is the most alive place in the world. Or at least, uh, this town? I don't know. <laughs> Same thing. Fair enough. Name is Warren Bay. Uh, I suppose you already know my name, Ted. Actually, no, I did not. No one told me your name. I told them to tell them my name. Oh, well. Oh, well. Then now you know. Now you know. All right. Well, well, Ted, I hope you're ready to, I hope you're ready to get your butt whipped. Uh, I was going to... Uh, I hope you uh, I hope you take your loss well and peacefully. <laughs> we'll see what happens. And with that and one, we'll... Be... Going up a pokeball. 
Give All right, uh, go on ahead, and I'll have the two of you roll a d20 for initiative to determine who's throwing a Pokeball out first. All right. What All are right. we starting? Well, we're starting the fight right now. Might as well. All right, okay. Uh, 1d20. So. All right, so Wannabe, what Pokemon are you sending out? For my first Pokemon, I'm going to send out... I'm going to send out Jovi, my Winkle. All right. And uh, what does Ted send out? Uh, he's going to send out his uh, Krikatoon. Ooh, all right. So what, uh, what Wannabe sees is this somewhat tall slender uh, bug with a ridiculous looking mustache and a body shaped like a violin and its uh, arm claws are just dragging along its stomach and it's making a cry very similar to the stuttering of a, of a uh, bow on violin strings. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I respect the. And what uh, Ted sees is a wingle. It looks oh. older. Than, it looks. It looks older than the average-looking wingle. It looks like it's been around for a long time, but still, it's still able to fly with the rest pretty well. And which Pokemon has the higher speed? I think. I think Wingle might. So the speed is on the character sheets, uh, just so you know. And the Krikatoon has a speed of 12. What does Jovi have? 15. Yeah, so Jovi's going first. Uh, and what is Jovi going to do? Jovi, we've trained for this. Don't, don't swallow it. Use Water Force. Alright, go on ahead and uh, roll for it. Eight. An eight, uh, let's see, I think that'll hit. Special defense evasion is two. What's the DC for Water Pulse? I believe it is a two. Okay, uh, then roll the damage for it. Uh, the damage I got on there was 35. 35? Alright, so, yes. Ted, what you're going to do is you're going to subtract special defense from that. Okay, special defense from that. Uh, so, 25 so damage. So, 25, right? And uh, in your Krikatoon's sheet for the character sheet, you're just going to the current HP uh, tab. Yeah, I see. And that. you're going to subtract 22 from its current HP. Okay. And uh, don't don't tell them what the current uh, HP is, just so you know. Uh, what is Krikatoon going to do in response? Uh, you know, uh, he's going to use... Uh, uh, he's going to use... Uh... 
the moves are uh, below the type effectiveness in the character sheet. Uh, yeah, I see them. It's just, I'm just thinking about what to use. Uh, okay. I'm going to use uh, Leech Life. Leech Life. Alright, so that's scene times two. Uh, go on ahead and roll to see if that hits. Alright. Uh, what do I roll for that? It's a uh, d20. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's it's not gonna hit then. Just well, just barely. You right. gotta you gotta pass the five to get to it. So, uh, Cricketune lunges forward with its uh, violin bow claws and tries to uh, jab them directly into Wingle's wings, but Wingle just dodges very uh, nimbly, which is surprising for this uh, this very old seagull's age. Uh, what does Jovi do in response? Jo in, in response, that Jovi's going to fly up to avoid the attack and then, and then fly straight down for a wing attack. Alright. Go on ahead and uh, see if that'll hit. Uh, no, that, that misses. <laughs> yeah, alright, so... Uh, so Jovi uh, flies up and tries to come back down on this Cricketoon with a wing attack, but the Cricketoon just very expertly jumps backwards. And uh, <laughs> go on ahead and uh, tell me what you retaliate to that with. Uh, am I allowed to switch out Pokemon? You can switch, but you, uh, you're you not able to... Uh, it just takes up an action, right? Yeah, it My takes turn. up an action. So uh, if you switch, it'll be Jovi's turn again. And yeah. uh, the Cricketune is locked for what you're going to be using out of your three. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Alright, uh, I'm gonna... Yeah, I'm gonna switch out, and uh, I'm gonna send out. Uh, I'm gonna send out my whooper. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so Ted's uh, returns the cricketoon and sends out a little axolotl that's got two little uh, fin things on each side of its head. And it just uh, runs around going What does okay. Wannabe do? Or Jovi? Wannabe sees this cute whooper and thinking, you know what? Screw it. He's Jovi get back here and he's gonna be called Jovi and bring out Stuffle. No Daisy. Uh Daisy the Stuffle. Alright. And uh So now you have Stuffle versus Wooper. The adorable combat we always wanted. <laughs> uh, what is... Uh, what's the Wooper gonna do? Uh, he's gonna use... Uh, he's gonna use Dig. Alright. Oh no. <laughs> I've made a lapse of judgment. So Wooper just... Uh, I don't know. He uses like his head or something? He maybe like his fucking... I wait. Swearing aloud. Whoops. Oh yeah, swearing's uh, fine. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. He uses his uh, heckin' mouth 
I had to dig down. <laughs> Just eats a bunch of dirt. Yeah, uh, accidentally in the process. I was just gonna say it runs around so fast it basically becomes a drill. But its okay. speed is probably not fast enough for that. Yeah, no, its speed is bad. Uh, so what is Stuffle going to do in 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 that case? Well, seeing that Stuffle has no choice, Warren B is going to say, Stuffle, wait. Charge up, baby, and he's going to use Bide. Stop, Daisy's going to use Bide. Oh, right. So, Daisy's using Bide. That's going to... Uh, their next turn, uh, once the attack hits, the response is basically uh, double. So, go on ahead and roll to see if Wooper hits with the dig. Okay. Uh, is it possible for uh, to make my whooper not hit? Um, I don't think in this case it is. Okay, how about hit then? Okay, yeah, the the dick is going to hit. Uh, go on ahead and roll the damage for that. Two D eight plus ten. That's uh. That's 20 plus your attack. For Wooper, the attack is 11. So 31 damage going towards uh, Daisy. Uh, since Daisy has the fluffy ability, that is half damage. So 31, that's, I'm going to say that's 16 damage going towards Daisy. Minus defense. Or wait, no, uh, defense first, then resistance. Wait, 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 31 divided by 1.5? Or divided by half, because Fluffy resists physical moves one step. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but what is Daisy's defense? Daisy's defense is... Uh, 8. 31 minus 8, that's 23. So that's 12 damage going towards Daisy. No, it lost its max, max HP. 69. Huh. 57. All right. 57. And so let's see what Bide do now. User may use Bide as a reaction move upon being hit by a damaging move. During their next available turn, the user may shift and then use Bide, causing all adjacent foes to lose XHP, where X is the amount of damage taken since declaring the use of Bide. So... It's 12 damage, non-resisted, back towards Stuffle. Or, uh, Wooper. To Wooper, yeah. So Wooper takes 12 damage, uh, flat. So that is 48? Yeah, that's 48. Okay. All right. Uh, what is Wooper going to do again? Or Ted, uh, if you're gonna switch out, I, it's up uh, to you. Uh, he's gonna, he's just gonna, he's gonna slam now. All right, uh, roll a d20 to see if that hits. You'll have to beat, you'll have to beat seven. Ah, so you rolled a seven. 
I'm I'm not doing meets beats rules for this, so uh, unfortunately the whooper slams its tail down uh, right where Daisy was, but Daisy's about two inches away from where the tail landed, and. Uh, Bite is once per scene, so you can't use that anymore. Okay. What is Daisy doing? Daisy's going to race out to her right paw and tombstone the whooper into a brutal swing. Alright, so go on ahead and roll to see if that hits. You'll have to beat... I want to say... Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to beat a four. Ah, beans, I vote a four. All right. Well, uh, looks like it's evenly matched at this point. Uh, so, what's the whooper gonna do? Uh, you know what? Actually, he's gonna. Uh, he's gonna. He's gonna use the aqua tail this time around. All right. So, whooper's tail just uh, fills with some of the residual water that's inside of its body, and it goes to slam down, roll to see if it hits. Was that what you just rolled? Uh, seven? No? Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll a d20 to see if it hits. Alright. Oh, wow. Let's see, let's see, let's... So, Aquatail, AC is a 4. So the reason you missed on Slam is because the, the AC to pass the move is a 6, and then the the opponent Pokemon has a, an evasion level. Ah, I got it, I got it. So, uh, for Aquatail, the AC is one or uh, 4, and it's an every other turn move. So you're going to be rolling... Oh boy, this is damage base. This is actually damage base 11. Because of stab. So you're going to be rolling 3d10 plus 10. Oh no. 3d10 plus 10, okay. Wow. That is That's 31 wild. damage... Plus your uh, plus your attack, which is 11, 42 damage going towards Daisy. What? Uh, and go on ahead and subtract your defense, and apply that to your Pokemon's character sheet. What about Fluffy? What does that do? Oh, Fluffy re uh, resists it one step further. So 42 in half is 21. Uh, but. 42 minus 8 is uh, 34, right? I think so, yeah. 34 in half is 17, so it takes 17 damage. I never realized Fluff. how fucked how fucking Fluffy's broken. Fluffy's, yeah. a, Fluffy's a broken ability for physical attacks. Jesus, I never, I never realized that <laughs> Daisy's a tank. 
I just gave them big HP, thinking, oh yeah, this is, must make sense. Now I see why it does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Craig just bounced. It's fine. We don't need Craig. Craig. Yeah, the force happened. Um, so Daisy takes 17 damage, and uh, what does she do in retaliation? You cannot use Bide currently. Go for another swing, baby. Alright, roll to see if it hits. God dang it, I rolled a 1. Does not hit. <laughs> I this is my first time trying to use this move. She, she's still, she's still learning how to use it. <laughs> uh, so what does the whooper do? Uh, he's just gonna aqua tail again. Uh, aqua turn is every other turn, so you'd have to oh, use a every other move. turn. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's what pass means. No, I. Uh, the frequency is EOT. EOT. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, so, no, wait, Brutal Swing's the same way. I couldn't use it if I wanted to. Oops. Oh, well, you rolled in that one on whatever move you were going to use, yeah, so... Fair enough. Uh, I'm just gonna... Oh, I'm gonna use Tail Whip. Alright, uh... Do I need to roll to Tail Whip? You actually do, but the, the <laughs> DC is not that high. Alright. As long as you roll higher than a 3, you're good. He definitely no, and he got 13. Still, three doesn't. Yeah, so uh, Daisy's defense is lowered by one. So the whooper just like shakes its tail in a manner that kind of like disarms Daisy, maybe distracts okay. her to the point where she thinks, oh, I'm gonna get that. <laughs> oh, I, I, I took down the combat stage by one. And uh, what is Daisy going to do? Daisy really wants that thing now. So bad, it's going to go for a brutal swing that's actually coming this time. Is it? Roll to see if it hits. I got a three! You got a three? I you got gotta stop three. using that thing. I'm trying. Look, it's what you want me to use. Tackle? <laughs> Daisy's still learning. So, uh, let, let's see if Wooper continues with this beatdown. <laughs> uh, so Daisy's defense is lowered by one. Uh, you are able to now use Aqua Tail if you wanted to. Uh, the Wooper, yes. Uh, he's going to go back to the Aqua Tail now again. All right. Uh, go on ahead, check and see if it hits. That's a nine. Yeah, that'll hit uh, 3d10 plus 10. 25 plus your uh, plus your attack of 11. That's 36 minus 7. 29 divided 14 damage going towards Daisy. Daisy, come on. And she can't use Brutal Swing this turn. So what's she going to do? Daisy, just tackle it, please. Get him, Daisy. Okay. 17. We did it. Oh, my God. All right. That's a lot of damage. Hey. All right. What does it say for the damage on your end? 30. 30 minus... The Whooper's defense, which is... 
if you need context, Daisy's attack is a 14. Alright, so defense is a 10, so 30 minus 10 is 20 damage. And... Oh, there we go. Looper's looking a little upset. Uh, you do... Uh, so Douglas, do you want to trigger that ability? Uh, sorry, uh, trigger what ability again? Do you want to trigger its ability? It's right above its moves. Uh, hold on, let me see. You can uh, use it once per oh. scene, so once per battle. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm gonna trigger. It. I'm gonna use it. Uh, I'm gonna use it. Yeah, I'm gonna use poison point. All right. So, Daisy's now poisoned. She's gonna lose a tick of HP. Uh, every uh, every turn. How much? So, how much more does she lose every turn? Uh, a, it should say what a tick is for. Uh, one tick is six per er, six HP each turn that she uh, stays in battle. Oh, she's uh, not going to much longer. After after her attacks, basically. Okay. All right. So, uh, what is Wooper going to do? Uh, Wooper is going to use Dig now. All right, so Wooper spins around and goes into the ground. Yeah, uh, headbutts through the dirt. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, like so Wooper just slams its face into the dirt until it's uh, buried in the dirt. Mm-hmm, yep, yep. And uh, what, what's Daisy going to do, or what's Wannabe going to do? It's up to you. I look over at Daisy, just to try and get a feel left. Daisy, do you want to stay in, or do you want to keep fighting get this warper down? You tell me, what does Daisy want? Daisy wants that tail. <laughs> Is she going to hold her action? She's going to hold her action. Alright. So... Holding strong. Take a damage? Yep, take a damage. All right, 20 HP. All right, so uh, go ahead and roll to see if Dig hits for Wooper. All right. 18. I'm I'm 90% sure that's going to hit. Yeah. Uh, so damage for that is Dig is damage base 8. And since it's a ground type, that's 3d8 plus 10. Thank you, Fluffy. You're very nice. So, 25 minus 7 is... Uh... Oh, you did 3 oh, and It's 3d8. Oh, 3d8. 10. Oh, okay. 3d8 plus 10. Okay. There 21. So, 21 minus 7 is 14. Halved is 7. So, Daisy takes 7 damage. Okay. Daisy, time to be a gamer. <laughs> is Wannabe saying that? Is Wannabe telling Daisy to be a gamer? This 80-year-old man? Uh, oh, there's Boomer catch, saying that. I don't catch her saying that. I think that means good luck. <laughs> oh, right. I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna shoot, like, a very 
concerned look at the old man. <laughs> Alright, so go on ahead and, uh, uh, I, I know what you're trying to do. Uh, that's gonna be a brutal swing. See if it hits. Fuck yes! <laughs> What'd you roll? I rolled a 17! Yeah, that'll hit. So, first one, uh, damage base is 6, so... I think you already rolled what the damage is. Tell me what it is. 32, fucker! <laughs> 32. Minus, uh... Minus the whooper's defense. That's 22 damage going towards it. Oh, jeez. And Daisy loses another 6 HP. Both of these very cute-looking creatures are hanging on by threads. What's Whooper gonna do? No, I'm gonna do an Aqua Tail. Aqua Tail. Go ahead, roll to see if it hits. <gasps> That's a nat That's 20. Fuck that me! That is a nat 20. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so... What I do for nat 20s is uh, the roll for Aqua Tail, which is 3d10. You're going to roll that twice. Okay, but honestly, so it doesn't matter. Daisy's going to be going down. All right. Daisy was rolling And then 3d10 again? Yes. All right. This just, All right, this just so that's on the 30, 31 plus 10. That's 41. Yeah, Daisy's down. That's just throwing salt on the wound, dear lord. Alright, so describe to me how this aqua tail hits and takes this the stuffle out. Uh Whooper, uh, for some odd reason, you know, he's gonna it's been a long fight. So uh he kind of, you know, instead of like uh trying to quickly head over to the stuffle, he just kinda wanders over there, like kinda slowly. <laughs> and that, I don't know, and that kind of, and I don't know, maybe the stuff was like, I don't know, a little bit dazed as well, and I was kind of confused, and then... It, it is poisoned. Yeah, and as soon as Whooper got close, like, he, he just realized, oh shit, and he went to fight or flight response and immediately did an Aqua Tail. <laughs> just smacks uh, Daisy the Stuffle right on the top of the head. Yeah, completely. Pushing her into the ground, and when the dust clears, she's got the little spiral eyes, and she is now unconscious. Daisy! And the crowd is going wild. Lance spills his popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Just dumps all over Issa. I'm gonna say, oh, wow. I didn't know he could do that. Alright, so go on ahead and send out your next Pokemon wannabe. By the way, how many Pokemon can we send down in this battle? Three. So you have Wingle already locked in for that. You have one other. Okay, I'm, I'm going to send out Jovi. Jovi? Yes. Alright. And Jovi is faster, so what's Jovi going to do? Instant wing attack. Alright, roll to see if it hits. Uh, 
15. Yeah, that'll hit. Uh, roll the damage. 22. Yeah, uh, Wooper is instantly taken out. <laughs> so now, now everyone's down to two Pokemon. Uh, the Krikatoon is locked in. Jovi's locked in. What is uh, what's Ted gonna send out? I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm a little bit of bind here. Uh, yeah, Wingle's actually really good for this. Oh <laughs> boy. Oh, that's a very. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna send her out right now. I'm sending out the Vespiquen. All right. Oh dang. So what comes out is this. Orange and black striped large bee with a honeycomb dress pattern covering a very uh, distinct looking stinger and a ruby encrusted on her forehead. You are now facing up against a Vespiquen and pressure is activated. So with it, while within three meters of the user, all foes are suppressed, which means that uh, any at-will moves become every other turn. Any every other turn move becomes scene times two. Any uh, any scene times two becomes scene, and that's about it. Okay. And that's while she's out on the field. So once she's taken out, it goes back to normal. All right. And let's see. Vespiquen has a speed of yikes. So what is uh what's Jovi going to do? It's not what Jovi's going to do. Warren B looks at this Vespiquen, knowing what this is. He's thinking, jo Jovi, you gotta trust me on this. And as soon as he does, he's going to be called, he's going to be called we call Jovi. Alright. As soon as he does, he says, Time to be the rock you wanna be. And then he throws out Dwayne to then. Alright, so Dwayne comes out. So, I'm not saying Dwayne Can I can I describe what he sees? Yes. Go on ahead and describe what uh what Ted sees. What you first see is you you just see it it looks like a rock. There's a straight-up rock on the ground. But then it slowly, uh, it slowly comes out of its shell. And you see what looks... You see a, the same appearance of a Togepi, a much more rugged in its appearance. With it having a, a rock-like shell around it. Oh, wow. So you're seeing a rock-type Togepi in front of you. Uh, I see, I see. And I have a feeling the Togepi is still going to be faster than the Vespiquen, because the Vespiquen has a very oof speed. Uh, he has a 5. It's still Wait. faster. Jesus <laughs> it's still <Christ>. faster. 
Uh, so what's what's uh what's dwindling, Dwayne? Oh Toby wait, hold on, gonna... wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just realized something. Uh, uh, wait, hold on. Uh, it says here that pursuit can be used as an interrupt. What does that mean? That means that uh you can use it to uh to attack a Pokemon that's switching out. Okay. As it's switching out, so uh, and can I use... it'll it'll forfeit your next turn. Okay. Uh, you... Can I use a uh... pursuit on the the Wingle? Yeah, I want to use pursuit on the Wingle. All right, so go on ahead, see if it hits. It's an AC of two. Oof. Right, I, I, I can't I... see. Uh, it's a d20. I can't see what you rolled. I'm checking. Oh, it's, right I rolled off. an 18. 18? Yeah, that hits. Uh, so, damage base of 4. It has a damage base of 8 when used as an interrupt. Oh. Uh, let me... Pursuit. That says when you click on the effect. 8. Yeah, find the little description. So, it's not not 20. You rolled an 18, so that is... That's going to be 30 damage going towards Wingle. Can that be reduced, Jenny, bitch? By your defense. Oh, thank God. All right, so my defense is... Oh. Okay, so it's, 20, <laughs> it's 24. 24, okay. 24 damage going towards Wingle, and uh, Togepi gets two attacks in on Vesper Quinn. What is Dwayne the Togepi going to do? So, as Dwayne slowly, Dwayne slowly gets out of her shell, Wannabe hears her say, I'm a, I'm a rock, and then uses Yawn. Alright, so... The target falls asleep. Miss. Yeah, the target falls asleep at the end of its next turn. So, uh, to the Togepi yawns and causes your Vespaquin to also yawn. And uh, since it used Pursuit, its turn is skipped. And uh, it's Togepi's turn again. I believe uh, once the target's asleep. Evasion does not take any role. So what is uh what's Togepi going to do? Funny rollout. Alright. Roll to see if it hits. Okay, please. Twelve. So for that starts out as a damage base of three. With stab, it's a damage base of five, so one d eight plus eight. Okay. And I I don't think it's gonna come up on this, so you'll just have to type in on the text to speech. 
plus eight. So, so eleven damage. Eleven damage. Uh, minus or yeah, eleven damage going towards the Vespaquin. Two super effective damage going towards the Vespaquin. <laughs> oh no! Oh my! Oh yes! And uh, Vespaquin is now asleep. So how much damage was that? Was that in total? Two damage. Oh. Yeah, mm -hmm. I factored in the times two. Well, it's first roll out. Let's keep going. Yeah, Vespaquin's got really good defense. All right, so uh, you're doing another rollout because it says you can't use another move. Yeah, but it's a, and it's a every I will thing, so now I have to wait every two turns to use it. Yeah, uh, since you're locked into it, and since you're still rolling, uh, I'll have you roll it again. Okay. See if it hits. It is a. My second rollout is a five. A five. And with well evasion does not take into effect when the pokemon is asleep uh so ac is four so it hits and user continues to use rollout so that's uh plus four to the damage base so that's damage base of nine so 2d10 plus 10 plus your uh, attack. So, 2d10? Yes, 2d10 plus 10. Plus your attack, which is 8, so plus 18. 29. 29. Alright, so... That is going to be... 28 damage going towards the Vespaquin, and... Automatically wake up upon taking damage, so... After this hit... Uh, the Vespaquin wakes up after taking 28 damage, so 28, I think that's right. And, uh, what is Vespaquin going to do? Okay, she's finally awake, okay. Yes. Uh, oh wow, okay, uh, she's gonna use... Uh, uh, she's going to use uh, Defend Order. Alright, so she uses Defend Order on herself, and her defense and special defense are raised by one combat stage each. So, she's going to have even more defense, and it goes back to Dwayne. Waiting for next, waiting for next turn to do rollout. Alright. Uh, then what's the Vespa Queen going to do? Uh, she's gonna use a Toxic. Alright. So roll Ooh. to see if that hits. Alright. Uh, you have to roll Discord's higher than a 4. Discord's getting crazy. Hold on. Yeah. There you we gotta go. roll higher than a 4. Dang it. You rolled it. 12, so... <laughs> 
Togepi is badly poisoned. Which badly poisoned? Same as poison, but you lose an additional 5 HP. So you're going to lose one tick of HP plus 5. Then next turn it's going to be plus 10. So that uh, after this next rollout, you're going to lose 8 HP. Okay. So go on ahead and see if rollout hits. I ain't betting on it. I because I know the option. Okay, that is a sixteen. Yeah, that's going to hit. Uh so it was damage base nine last time. Now it's damage base thirteen. Four D ten plus ten plus uh plus an additional eight for your attack. 40, 10 plus 18. Yeah. 49! Oh my god. 49 minus Vespaquin's defense. With 16 now. That's 33. However, it's super effective, so times... Oh, jeez. Tell me how this takes out the Vespaquin. Okay, so. <laughs> Vespaquin was just, he has a tiny bit in the first roll in his sleep. I'm a rock. <laughs> and then the next wake, the next hit, it just hears it say, I'm a rock. And then it, and then it wakes up from that hit and talks and Togepi. Then Togepi, this yelling out in Pokemon, and just slams right, slams full force right into Vespaquin's face. And what the crowd winds up hearing is uh, the first one, toe. Then the second one hitting, gah. And the last one, <laughs> <laughs> As it uh, slams directly into the Vespaquin and knocks her into one of the nearby trees. And she falls to the ground, fainted. Now you only have one Pokemon left, uh, Ted, which is your Cricketune. Mm hmm Cricketune. Well, I guess I'll... And... I guess I'll send it out. Alright, so what is the Cricketune going to do? Because I'm pretty sure it's faster than... Yeah, it's faster than the Togepi. This is down to the wire. Uh, yeah. I'm just... I'm going to use, uh, Rock Smash. Okay. Uh, go on ahead and see if that hits. Oh, Togepi loses 8 HP for the poison, by the way. Was that what you just rolled? 19? Yeah, yeah, that's why I just rolled that. 19. Rock Smash lowers the target's defense one combat stage on 17 plus. So def Togepi's defense is lowered by 1. And go on ahead and roll... What is damage base for? 1d8 plus 6. Sorry, wait, hold on, I missed that. Uh, what do I roll uh, for damage? Uh, 1d8 plus, uh, let me check the attack stat. 1D8 plus 24, 1d8 plus 24. 1d8 plus 24, okay. That's a yeah. lot of attack. 
That's 26 damage going towards Togepi. It is not super effective. Uh, what? The Togepi is also a fairy type. What? Fairy types are so... Oh, damn. Yeah, it's rock uh, and fairy. So. Uh, but it's... Uh, it does take neutral damage. Uh, minus its defense, which is lowered by one. So, so that's... Keep that in defense. So that is uh, 15 damage going towards it. And in, uh, da, 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 da. and uh, yeah, I guess it's now Togebi's turn again. I'm sorry, but I must be done, my child. Let's see Roll if it up. hits. I'm gonna laugh if this misses. I got a fucking one. It fucking missed. Oh boy. So, <laughs> after knocking out the Vespaquin, uh, Togepi just kind of like starts to ro keep rolling, but then it falls. Like, it, it stumbles on one of the holes that the Whooper dug and just like makes a small pit where it. Uh, with all wow. of the speed that it was going, it makes a pit. And uh, let's see, a tick plus 10. So it is now taking 13 damage because it's badly poisoned. Oh boy, it's on 3 HP. Hmm. So, uh, what's, what's Krikatoon going to do now? Uh, Krikatoon is going to use, uh, Leech Life now. Alright, roll to see if it hits. Alright, that's the roll. An 8. So, Leech Life is... Dam AC2. Uh, AC2, that's probably going to hit, let's see. Togepi's Evasion... Yeah, yeah so that's, that's going to hit, so uh, let's get, see how get... much damage you do. If it's more than three, you take it out. Alright, so uh, what's my damage roll? Goes to 39. So you very much take out this Togepi, and you uh -huh. get three HP back if you took any damage. So you're... Yeah, I did. So I'm 4 at 45. Oh, 45. And uh, go on ahead and send out Jovi wannabe. Okay. So we're back with these two again, aren't we? Uh, at this stage, if you want Jovi to eat the Ornberry, you can. It's a free action and it'll heal 10 HP. Yeah, he's going to do that. All right. And uh, Jovi's faster, so what's he going to do? Jovi, wing attack. Gotta finish this now. Roll to see if it hits. If it does, damage base 8. 6. A 6, so DC of 2. Krikatoon. Uh, yeah, it's going to hit. So damage base 8 is 2d8 plus 10. 22 damage. 
22 damage and that is super effective so let's uh 22 physical damage 12 24 total going towards it so that is i think that's right does that look right douglas uh, i think that looks right yeah all right and what is Cricketune going to do in response? Uh, Cricketune's going not. I just gotta go for it. I gotta go for the sing. Sing? Alright, roll to see if it hits. Okay, it's an there we go. AC of 10. Is that what you just rolled? 18? Yeah, that's what I did. Oh boy. Uh, so, all legal targets fall asleep. On a, on a miss instead causes targets to become slowed but it hits so Jovi is now asleep somehow still flying in the air we don't talk about uh you can uh oh wait sleep is I totally forgot about this sleep is uh cannot take actions or apply evasion DC 16 save check to wake up at the end of the turn, but since uh, Vespaquin didn't get that save, I'm not going to give it to Jovi either. Uh, what is Cricketoon going to do? Uh, Cricketoon's uh, going to use uh, another Leech Life. Alright, I believe this is your last uh, Leech Life. Yes. So, go on ahead and see if it hits. I rolled a 6. Six. Uh, damage base of two. Damage Wait. base of two, and uh, evasion does not apply. So yeah, that does hit, uh, and the damage is going to be. It's what was that again? It was. Uh... Okay. That is forty-three damage, going towards Jovi. It is halved because it's uh, uh, not very effective. It's a bug move. So Jovi is going to... Uh, what did I say the damage was? 43 minus Jovi's defense, which is 6. Yes. So that's 38. I think. 38 divided by 2. Which would be forty-three. No, it'd be thirty-seven. Yeah, thirty-seven divided by two right. is eighteen. Nineteen. Nineteen points of damage going towards Jovi. And Jovi wakes up because it took damage. Uh nineteen divided by two. For leech life is uh, ten damage. So all right. Now, uh, now that Jovi's awake, what is Jovi going to do? It's going to go for another wing attack. All right. Uh, go ahead and see if it hits. Uh, did you uh, heal me for that? Yeah, I did. 13. 13? Uh, 13 to hit. Uh, what is the damage? 21. 
21 minus 10. All right. So that is taking a good chunk out of uh, the Krikatoon. And it is now the Krikatoon's turn. You are all out of Leech Lives and Sink. Oh, well. Oh, no. Fury Cutter, I guess. Alright, go on ahead and see if Why it not? hits. That's a hit. And I roll uh, like a 1d8 plus... 1d8 plus what? 24? Same uh, as Rock see. Smash? Fury Cutter... It's actually stab. So it's... wasn't leech life stab? Leech life is stab. Uh, I did check up on that too. Uh, so Fury Cutter is going to do 34 damage to Jovi. Minus defense and then have it. Uh huh. Okay, so uh 1d8 plus what? Oh, uh, I went ahead and just rolled it. Oh, because, okay. Uh, the attack roller, it'll uh, show up what it has for me. So it's okay. 34 damage total. Because uh, right. it's base 6 due to being uh, due to it being stabbed. 2d6 2D plus 8. Plus your attack of 18. So, 36 divided by 2 minus 8. I mean, minus 6. No, no, right? it's 34. 34. Minus your defense, then divided by two. Okay. So 34 minus six is 28. Divided by two is 14. Okay. This is very down to the wire for both of you. This is crazy. Oh my god. This is extremely down to the wire. And it's on Jovi to see what happens next. I'm assuming you're going for another wing attack. <laughs> You bet your butt I am. Alright, go on ahead and see if it hits. We get those 14s. <laughs> Alright. What's the damage? 18. Please. 18. Minus defense. Of uh, the Krikatoon, which is a 10. Times 2. That's 16 damage going towards this uh, Krikatoon that had 9 HP left. So tell me how this wing attack takes out Krikatoon. Oh, thank God. Oh, oh. Duckers, this was a good fight. GG, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I actually statted all of these Pokemon for him. And like looking at the Krikatoon, I was thinking, oh my God, this is a fucking monster. Oh, well, this is what happens. As we see both Pokemon both on their last legs, we after as soon as the Fury Cutter is done, he attacks the Fury Cutter. Jovi, Jovi looking like it's feigning its defeat, but right before it lands on the ground, it gets in, it goes into dive, it goes in a dive bomb, and just with all with all the speed and momentum it does going down there, it slices right across the Krikatoon. All right, and the Krikatoon faints. The tall man with the set jaw just walks up and says, Alright, that's three Pokemon down. Looks like this old man is the winner. And he gestures towards Wannabe. 
Douglas, going ahead and uh, tell tell us what happens after that, like what he wins and stuff. So after all of this is over, uh, he gives he gives a light smile and a light nod and uh, walks on over to ha- hand over the badge. All right. Uh, what does the badge look like? Do you have any ideas? Uh, I would say it's kind of like it's a campfire. It's basically oh. like a campfire design. All right. So uh, we'll call this one the bonfire badge. Does that sound cool? Uh, maybe like uh the campsite badge. Okay, yeah, the campsite badge. Because bonfire kind of sounds like a fire type gen. I don't yeah, know. yeah. And uh, do you have anything else that you were going to hand out to the winner? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm also gonna hand over uh an egg. Oh, thank you. All right, yeah. so raise them well. This egg, I have to pull it up. This egg is white on the top with a uh, black line. Uh, well, it's bl- white on the top, orange on the bottom, with a black line kind of zigzagging between the two. And uh-huh. it is very warm to the touch. And with that, the uh, Wannabe's Gym Battle is over successfully. And we'll call it there. Uh, thanks to all of the listeners for joining us. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks to Wannabe and Mars for being, you know, regular players. And thank you very much, Douglas, for joining us as a gym leader. Thank you for having me on. That was a blast. Yeah, that was I cool. You were- it was a good gym but I'm not gonna lie, Chief. Yeah, okay. I I was wanting him to give you a challenge. Oh and God. yeah. Thank God I did not bring Bond into this fight. <laughs> I was actually expecting expecting you to bring in Bort. Yeah, but I, I give it, I've been giving Bort a lot of attention this past couple of sessions. I was thinking, let's let's see what Joanne can do. Yeah, and the answer is a lot. GM Scott just hopping in once again say thank you for listening for this long I really appreciate it I know listening to podcasts takes a lot of time out of your day and I really appreciate the fact that those of you who are doing so are using some of that time to listen to, you know, me and my friends being a bunch of nerds. Thanks. If you want to help us 
grow as a podcast, feel free to go on Twitter, tell people about us, tell your friends, go to your uh, podcast app of choice, and if they leave, or if they have a spot to leave reviews or ratings, feel free to do that. And uh, while we don't currently have a Patreon, one of our players does. I'll have the link in the show notes, along with the link to our Discord and our Twitter. So feel free to check those out. Yeah. I don't think that I used any music that I didn't make in this. So I'm just gonna go straight to saying uh, we're not affiliated with Game Freak, Pokemon Company, or anything like that in any way. We're just a bunch of friends playing a game sharing it with all of you and with that said here's a little trailer for another podcast it's a group of friends playing a game sharing it with who they with whoever wants to listen yeah that's the words I So until next time, stay reckless. What's that? You like role-playing game actual play podcasts? You like Kingdom Hearts? You want non-stop jokes punctuated by unexpected and massive angst? You enjoy a healthy disregard for Disney's greed and overreach in regards to copyright law? Well then, do we have the podcast for you. Kingdom Hearts of Forgotten Era is an actual play podcast that takes place 80 years before the events of Birth by Sleep, using the interstitial Our Hearts Intertwined system. We follow a group of five people going on adventures through the Disney worlds never seen before in the Kingdom Hearts series, as they try to overcome the darkness within their own hearts. With episodes dropping every Wednesday, we release way more often than the real thing. Also, Kronk is there!